Building Dreams on the Young Money Show, where entrepreneurial dreams become a reality. Hey, how are you doing? My name is Taku David, and you are tuned into a fresh new episode of the Young Money Show on ZFM Stereo, where we talk to young people who are making a change in their lives and a change in their communities every day. Today, I'm joined by Rhinos Mawutsa, who is a serial entrepreneur, a smart man, and a very well-dressed man. Rhinos, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure to be here, Taku. Thank you so much for having me here. No, I'm very, very honored to be you know, in the presence of a gentleman like yourself. I think we spent a couple of minutes to familiarize with each other. And you know, in that uh, short time, I re- really realized the depth of intellect that we have on the program today. So we're happy to share that with Zimbabwe. Absolutely. The pleasure is mine. Just to get straight into it, um, a personal observation of mine, and it's an amazing thing that we, we have going on, is that there's really a new generation of young entrepreneurs who are committed to you know, giving back and making a meaningful impact in Zimbabwe. Uh, the likes of yourself, I think we can talk about people like Sheki, uh, people like uh, Samuel, who've all also been on the show, and you know, we see you guys speaking at different conferences, we see you stepping out on your social media platforms to talk and share some of the experiences that you've had. Um, what could be behind this, you know, this new wave of young business leaders who are taking it upon themselves to lead? Okay, no, no, thank you so much. Yeah, you, you are so right. In the past years, we've seen a number of other young people or young crop of entrepreneurs coming up. But if you are to go back, uh, I, I think that, that, that there, there is a gap that is there. Because we are looking at generation of entrepreneurs that were there in the 90s. That generation uh, made a lot of money, real money, 90s and early 2000s. They made real money more than our generation. Mm-hmm. You know, the generation of uh, Nigel Tanaki, Rastraf Masiwa, you know, Shingi Mutasa, that generation, they did well. And the generation of bankers who were there also, they made real money. And they used to collaborate and exchange notes. And most of them, if you had to check closely, Tawanda Nyambira, they are friends, all those guys. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were connected somehow. But if you had to check in our generation, we compete and we are so disintegrated. But I'm so happy that maybe over the past year or so, we have seen a lot of young people coming up together, teaming up together, going as a force maybe to Zambia to say, you are in Zambia, how can I also set up in Zambia? Uh, there are also a number of other organizations who are creating platforms for young people to come and share their experiences and their, 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 their knowledge that they would have gathered over the years. So it is such platforms now that uh, we, we are also meeting and we also exchange notes and um, team up together so that at least we can go far. Because we are appreciated and understand that together as a team uh, in the right ecosystem, we will definitely go far. Wow, you know, that's, that's great to hear. And uh, Rhinos, I know a lot of people know you from social media. A lot of people have either seen you speaking or they've heard about you in the news. Tell us, really, who is Rhinos? Um, what are you actually into? What, you know, we, we see you uh, a serial entrepreneur, but uh, share with us who is Rhinos? What does Rhinos do? Okay. No, thank you, Taco. I, I do quite a number of things, but I, maybe in a nutshell, I'm an entrepreneur and I, I'm involved in different sectors. I'm, I am, I'm in construction, I'm in energy sector. Recently, I get into hospitality and uh, I think we were having a chat earlier on when I mentioned that in the next five years i'll be one of the largest player in the hospitality sector even in construction also construction not only in zimbabwe but even in the sadak region as well 
Uh, I started my journey. Uh, I started with Contact Center Association of Zimbabwe. But I started at college. I started business when I was a student. I bought my first car when I was a student at MSU. Uh, later on, whilst I was still a student, I was exporting some juices to to Zambia. Mm. You know, uh, I was I had some tech shops. So whilst I was a student, a college student, and fast forward uh, when I graduated, I set up my first uh, formal entity. Uh, it, it's an association. We can't say it's a private company. I set up Contact Center Association of Zimbabwe. And I was very young, I think I was 24, when I set up that uh, organization. And it has grown over the years. Right now, I think it's one of the largest associations in Zimbabwe by subscription and revenue, if you are to compare with other associations. And um, uh, it's not mine, because an association by law is not owned by anyone. Mm. We have an independent body. We have a number of executives that come and run it. You know, they rotate every two years. But being the brains behind it, I think this is something that I've done well, especially on that regard. And from that, I saw a gap to say people who are working, because the association was promoting customer care and setting up of course centers uh, for employment creation. I noticed a gap that people who are working in course centers, people who are working in, in, in banking halls and in customer care departments, they don't have... Uh, they don't have customer service qualifications. So I saw a gap. Even in Africa, no one was offering that qualification. So I ended up off, uh, starting Chartered Institute of Customer Management. If you had to Google search it, you realize it's quite big in 13 countries right now. So I set up Chartered Institute of Customer Management. But because I didn't have the face that looks uh, academic, it was so difficult for me to take it off the ground into the region. So I went to people who were also experienced in that field to say, come and partner me. So I own 80% of it, but I have someone who owns 20%, the full-time CEO. She had some colleges in South Africa, so she's the full-time CEO. She helped me also to look for other people, some professors from different universities in South Africa to be board members of the institute. So that's how we've managed to scale into the region. From there, I realized that, you know what, there's, um, I, I've always loved tech. I realized that I know there's no one who is setting up core centers for company, companies. And uh, my tech company, Tech24, is now set core centers for over 80% of the banks, insurance companies, telecoms companies, they are all my clients. Not only in Zimbabwe, in Zambia, even in Botswana, we offer different solutions also that, um, that, that support, you know, uh, CRM solutions and stuff. So we have a tech company that is thriving and doing so well. And uh, from the Tech24, I went on to set up another company. I've always had a passion in uh, construction and energy sector. Mm. So we set up the Pico Construction, we set up Energy Plus, we, and recently we have Leisure Plus that will be into hospitality. We are building some, some resorts across the country. We are starting with Nyanga, we are getting into one, uh, Kariba, and then ultimately Victoria Falls. So all this by the age of 37, and uh, this is including your, your PhD that you did. And you, you, you did your, your PhD uh, your, in, what did you specialize in? Oh, because of my experience in customer experience, in customer experience and core centers, it was only noble for me to research on uh, in, in, in uh, CRM or so. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, nothing in this world happens for by accident. My first degree, my research for my very first degree, it was in customer service. For my MBA, I did with MSU. It was in customer experience again. 
but I thought back then I was just doing it because I did my MBA just after my first degree. I think I was 25 when I did my MBA. So then I did my postgrad again. Uh, it was in customer services. Well. So for PhD, it was so easy for me to pursue that same field as well because that's the field I know best and I've researched on before. One thing I can quickly uh, take about your, your background uh, is that you were, you were quick to the take. You did your MBA by 25. Uh, you had set up businesses uh, from 24 going on. What is it that really, were you trained to be this way or is this something that happened naturally? So it's a combination of many things. I was raised by a single mother. My mother was so strict. You know, Taco, it's so funny that, you know, we used to be beaten for having a girlfriend, you know, it, um, until A level, we were not allowed to have a girl. She was so strict, you know, that Christian family mm. where you are, you are taught that everything is a sin and stuff. And so because I was raised by a single mother, I would see her struggling to, to make sure that we have bet, better uh, quality education. Yes, we didn't go to private schools, but we were at a boarding school, which was huge sacrifice for her. Me and my siblings, we all went to a boarding school. And both of us, I mean, all of us actually, we went to tertiary. And all of us, we have masters. Well, that's what she wanted, mm -hmm. master's degree, all of us. And um, when I was growing up, I, was, I, I met someone who taught me that you have to set your goals when you're, not only for one year, you have to set your 20 year, uh, you know, life roadmap. So every year when I'm starting the year, I set myself some spiritual goals, social goals, financial goals, personal development goals. But these goals for the year, they are feeding into the 20-year plan. So as part of my 20-year plan, I told myself that before I'm 40, actually I wanted to do my PhD before 30. But of course life happened, a lot of other commit, uh, commitments happened. I, I got married and I had a lot of challenges in terms of financial challenges. You know, because I was doing many things at once. So I delayed to do my PhD. I registered with UJ at some point. Then I stopped, you know, pursuing it. Then I started again along the way until I graduated. So this is something that I had written down to say I want to have a PhD before I'm 40. I want to have even the companies that I'm launching right now. I registered my energy company when I was under 30, some, you know, over eight years ago. Mm. I, energized, I registered our construction company in 2014 before I even planned to start it. I registered our tourism company, that our leisure plus company in 2012, but I'm now starting it now. So these are the things that I put on the dashboard to say in 20 years I have to do. Mm. Then I track, I go register and I show. So I start taking now and pursuing those things. So that's how I, I operate and, uh, and this really helped me to progress. Wow, wow. I find that uh, very, very motivating. And I like the way that you structured your life and given yourselves targets. I think uh, I might write, take those notes and take it home for myself. But just to zero in on uh, one of the industries that you're involved in, which is construction. And uh, you know, we have the agenda to be a world-class city by 2030. How close are we to, to achieving that as a nation? Yeah, you know, Taco, I, I do believe we can live long and uh, get closer to it. But for now, I think there's still a lot of work to be done. If you had to check in terms of the housing deficit in Zimbabwe, it's, it's a huge gap. We have a huge gap and the backlog, I think you have been reading statistics from the government when they are talking about over 1.5 million housing deficit, you know. Mm. And every year that we have people who are reaching 30 or 20 or 18 
and those people if you have to aid them the backlog will continue to grow mm. so as you go on you find that um, uh, the, the infrastructure also if you have to check our roads the government is trying mm. but we we are coming from a background where we are now getting to maybe we had gone solo so the efforts uh, the, the, it will seem like they're not doing anything but yes they are trying but the gap is still so 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 huge in terms of the infrastructure deficit the gap uh, the housing deficit and other things also we have many companies that have been making a lot of money you have to check them right now they don't have offices of their own why because it was just the norm back then that you go to old mutual buildings you go to the pension fund buildings but of late we have seen private companies also all building their offices so that that that, that, that those complexes they also add to the, the the development of the country to the infrastructure development of the country so i am sure we can live flog if things stabilizes and um uh, this but there's still a lot to be done right now and uh, you know i am so glad that we've had you throughout the show today and unfortunately time is uh, unfortunately coming to intrude in the amazing chat that we've had but before you go of all your experiences of all the work that you've you've put in all the joys all the triumphs all the tribulations what would you say is the one truth or the one lesson that you can pass on to a young person who's sitting at home right now listening to this interview and they see themselves 10 years 15 years from now sitting in your chair what can you share with them i i think um I, I also outlined that in in the book that I launched uh, uh, last month. I can say, and from the interactions I've had with a number of other successful people, that I was privileged to just meet them. Your background it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are coming from, and at what state of life are you at right now. What because when you start pursuing your your goals, your purpose, and your God-given destiny automatically everything will conspire to your advantage you know the water will actually will conspire to your advantage everything around you will start working you know to to your advantage so it's not easy you face challenges but you if you keep pushing automatically it will give you it's just the will of time yes <laughs> rinos thank you so much for being on the show today i really appreciate having your time you know this is something i really wanted to make happen and you're a guy that i look up to and um truly honored and humbled to have had you in the studio today thank you taku the pleasure is mine my name is taku david this has been the young money show you can tune into the young money show every wednesday at quarter past 7 we were chatting to young people like rhinos that are making a change in their lives one day one deal at a time see